So good to welcome along for another week. We've got Peter Mullen with us. And Peter, great topic today. We're talking about low blood sugar. That's right, Dave. And this is for the people that ever feel like they need a nap after lunch, say around three o'clock, maybe tending to look for a cup of coffee or a chocolate to keep you going. So that's what we'll be talking about today, the the pros and cons of low blood sugar. Naturopath Peter Mullen is with us today and a great topic. You hear a lot about this, but we wanted to explore it a little bit further and find out more about it. So, Peter, what is low blood sugar? Well, Dave, everybody's familiar with um, the term diabetes and diabetes um, basically is is, um, high blood sugar where the sugar levels go up and the body can't get them down. So it would make sense that you you think then that low blood sugar is good, but what what happens? Low blood sugar can actually be, or hypoglycemia is the condition we call it, can actually be an early sign of diabetes. So for the last last probably couple of months, we've been talking on and off about carbohydrates, and you know that as as a as a um, Western society now, we probably do eat way too many carbs. Carbs break down to glucose. Glucose is absorbed into the blood. That signals the pancreas to produce insulin, which allows the glucose to enter the cells for energy production. Now, what happens with um, low blood sugar or hypoglycemia is this excess carbs promote the pancreas to produce in the early stages too much insulin. So the insulin takes the sugar out of the blood quickly and the blood, blood sugar levels drop. And that's where we start to get signs like um, tired and lethargic. Um, a lot of people that have hypoglycemia like will get a... Uh, they'll have breakfast, but then mid-morning they'll be shaky, poor concentration, uh, things like nervousness or anxiety, um, irritability, impatience, confusion even. And, of, you know, some women will even get mood swings. I know, I've known a couple of patients over the years that if their blood sugar levels drop and, you know, they need a small child if it got between them and the refrigerator. So oh. it's so, not... Um, so, Peter, can people uh, say, yeah, I think I've got these symptoms, or do you just go through life thinking that's the way I am? Uh, I think with hypoglycemia or low blood sugar, I think most people realise that um, something's going on, and um, definitely, you know, coming back to to diet, like that's that's where we see the real key to trying to control or or manage this low blood sugar. But we'll talk about that after the the break. A bit about glycemic index and low GI foods. We've got Peter Mullen with us. We're talking about low blood sugar today. An interesting one. You hear about this all the time. GI, your glycemic index. Let's explore that a little bit. What is that, Peter? Well, the, the, so again, we're talking about um, uh, carbohydrate and um, the effects of carbohydrate, too much carbohydrate on causing episodes of low blood sugar. Um, so GI, the glycemic index was a, a basically a, an index that was put together where they said, let's call glucose 100. And glycemic index is an indication of how quickly the sugar or glucose is absorbed and how high your glucose levels go. So what they did is they said, let's call glucose 100 and let's compare all these other foods with glucose to see how they compare. Right. So um, one of the, the short lists that I have sort of says, you know, that glucose was 100, white potato comes in at 98. Wow. So if you have a couple of white potato for your dinner, your blood sugar levels will go up quite high quite yeah. quickly. White bread has a glycemic index of 80. Uh, sweet potato, 77. So not a lot of difference from mm. a glycemic point of view. And interestingly, wholemeal bread really is no difference to white bread in the effect of putting your blood sugar up. And wholemeal bread came in at 74. Yet some people might think that's a healthier alternative than having what we consider the starchy white bread. Yeah, well, really, I always tell the patients that your brown bread really is just white bread with some brown bits thrown in. 
you know, if you look at the main ingredients, it's bread making flour, which is white flour. Unless you go, you know, stone ground, stone ground organic. But interestingly, even two slices of a whole wheat bread can put your blood sugar up more than two tablespoons of white sugar. Wow. Isn't that incredible? It's incredible. And people have, no, that's why we always talk about, you know, people wanting to lose weight. One of the quickest ways is to cut bread out of your diet because it does, the more glucose goes in, that turns off your fat burning. So, yeah, jasmine rice at 108 is even worse than glucose. And basmati rice at six, is 60. So basmati rice we'd call a low GI low GI rice. Okay, that's a, a bit of a shock there on some of those. I didn't think they would be so high. Yeah, and I don't mind, um, you know, I always say to people, you know, there's three, three layers of carbohydrates. The ideal carbs for us to be eating are our vegetables, salad, and two to three pieces of fruit a day. And basically, you can have as much of those things as you want. Next on the list, and I always say, you know, you can have one serve of one of these once a day only. And that's if you're trying to lose weight or even maintain weight. And that's your bread, pasta, rice, cereals, grains, um, white potato. I'd put in this second tier, banana. So I'd say to people, if you're having a banana a day, really you can't be having a banana a day and a sandwich at lunchtime mm. and some mashed potato if you're seriously trying to lose body fat. Um, and then the worst carbohydrates are biscuits, cakes, and these are once a week or never, biscuits, cakes, lollies, sugar, processed foods, alcohol, you know, put into that category. Yeah. So that's the challenge is that, you know, because our diet is so carbohydrate loaded and what we see often with kids, for instance, at schools, they'll have, um, you know, a cereal for breakfast with maybe white yes. milk. Yes. And unfortunately, cereals, are, are if you look at the Full ingredients again, like sugar's number two on the ingredients list. So their sugar levels shoot up after their breakfast. So they go to school a bit hyper and agitated. But if they're a bit hypoglycemic, the pancreas overreacts, their sugar levels will drop at morning tea mm. and they won't be able to concentrate or focus or sit still in their chair. Morning tea, unfortunately, they may have some sweet treats packed, you know, like chocolate bars yeah, or biscuits yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So the sugar levels shoot back up again and then come down again at lunchtime. So the poor little kids, like, you know, that we are labeling as like know, a roller coaster, behavioral issues, etc., uh, have this up and down roller coaster of. And anyone that suffers from hypoglycemia or low blood sugar knows how bad you feel. Yeah. You can't concentrate. You can't focus. You can't sit still. Uh, so we're talking a bit more about how to try and manage this. But and the other thing to remember with kids is that kids are having, if kids are having a high sugar, they don't. They only have small bodies, so their their sugar like it will have a double whammy mm. effect on their metabolism than say what you know a grown up would have where you've got liters and liters more blood to dilute the sugar, et cetera, et cetera. It's nice to have you with us. You are listening to Health and Wellbeing with Peter Mullen, discussing low blood sugar today, and we continue talking about tips to control blood sugar. Peter? Well, probably the, the um, best tip is to always, always try and have protein and fat with your meals. Um, minimize your grains. Get most of your carbs, as I mentioned before, from vegetables. Secondly, from fruit. Uh, never skip breakfast. So it's really important to have a good breakfast and for kids to have some form of protein with their breakfast. Definitely not a sugary breakfast cereal. Mm -hmm. um, and eat at regular intervals. Like a lot of people that have hypoglycemia or low blood sugar are better to have you know, protein breakfast or protein fat and carb breakfast, a protein type snack at morning tea, not a sugary snack, lunch, something for afternoon tea and then, then dinner. 
and you know sometimes even something small to eat before they go to bed. Now, Peter, you mentioned the importance of fruit there. However, we did say banana, which is a very popular one, probably not the go-to one we should be looking at. If we're going to have a couple, or say, two or three pieces of fruit through during the day, what's your suggestion? Uh, I would stick more with um, the low GI fruits. So what would be awesome for a kid's lunchbox would be strawberries, blueberries, uh, raspberries, uh, apples. You know, they're sort of more the lower lower GI. How does a pear factor in there? Pear okay? Pear, pear's probably medium. Yeah? Yeah, a bit more sugar content okay. from a pear point of view. But your berries particularly are really, and they're, they're what the kids really like to eat because you can pick them up, you know, with your hands. Um, so the breakfast, you know, so, so for kids, for instance, for a typical breakfast, um, you know, it might be a bowl of cornflakes, some milk, a sliced banana, um, but that that is enough to sort of really throw your blood sugar out of whack. So a better breakfast would be, if your kids will eat them, is something like um, a couple of eggs, some stir-fried like baby spinach or some mushrooms, maybe half a tomato. Now, interestingly, where the carbohydrate is in that meal is in the tomato. Okay. So the sugar in, again, tomatoes are a fruit. So we do get sugar carbohydrates from a lot of different things that we don't consider carbohydrates. Um, and, and and I would call that a low GI meal. So two two eggs, some mushrooms, tomato, and maybe some grilled spinach. Now, Peter, you have an important meeting tonight to get together a forum to discuss diabetes, which I know a lot of people might be interested in knowing about. Yeah, tonight we've got a free talk on talking about diabetes, but just to understand a bit more about it, but particularly this whole issue of blood sugar balance. Okay, so that's a good one. And if we'd like to find out more details about that, there's a number we can call. Yeah, you can call the office on 4961. 4075. Some seats available there for that. And also, if people would like to know details about what we spoke about today, the Mullen Health website. Yeah, we've got some great blogs on our website now at um, mullenhealth.com.au. So, yeah, people are more than welcome to come on and have a look at our blogs and, you know, download anything they want to have a look at. And and I need to talk to you about this one. The 21 day, uh, really, it's not a challenge, really, but a chance to refresh yourself, maybe lose a little bit of weight. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. We've just we've just finished it, actually. We've been running it for the last three weeks. Oh, not running it, but we sort of picked a date and made it a bit of an event. But um, listeners are more than welcome to get onto our website and download the 21 day reset even just to have it on their computer for the recipes. The recipes yeah. are fantastic. But for anyone wishing to still kickstart, you know, kickstart some weight loss, kickstart getting back on track from a healthy eating point of view, they're more than welcome to have a look at the, the free download. Very good. You can check that one out at mullenhealth.com.au. Thank you for another week, Peter. Thank you, Dave. See That's you next week. Health and wellbeing, and it's back with you again next Tuesday afternoon here at 2NURFM.